Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Staying SEL Connected in Sac City. It's been a while since our last episode, and we are thrilled to be back and connecting with you all again. Our priority this year is a restorative restart, which means we are prioritizing relationships, connections, community, and healing. To get us reoriented to in-person learning this year, we will focus on SEO strategies that work and the lived experiences of our school community. To kick us off for our Restorative Restart podcast, we are featuring the healing supports of Calming Corners and the amazing SEO work at John Sloat Elementary. In this episode, you will hear the voices of Liz Torres, school social worker, Student Support Services Coordinator, Pam Kahukum, Principal, Claudia Alfaro, Teacher, Marlena Flores, and SEL Coach, Rosie Arcona. The conversations were recorded while we were all masked, so there may be some muffle sounds in some parts of the episode. Enjoy. So, uh... We'll start with Liz. Uh, how are you doing today? We always do a quick little check-in. So how are you? I'm awesome. I feel so blessed to be back in the school setting physically. So just getting to see our kids after so long and how much they've grown has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine with the 18 months apart, physically apart, that that would be um amazing to see kids back in person as well as the adults, right? Yeah. So before we get into our conversation, I know Rosie is dying to ask you some questions about your work here um, at uh, John Sloat. Can you just tell a little bit about yourself and uh, really why calming corners or con calming areas mean so much to you? Yeah, so I've been the school social worker here at John Sloat now since 2013. Um, and I actually, I started uh, years before that as an intern with Sac State um, in the social work program and just fell in love with, with school social work. And um, being able to come back as an employee has really been a dream come true. Um, and just being able to support our school community and, and you know, really hone in on that SEL emphasis has been awesome. Uh, as far as our calming corners, uh, that has been a project that we started years ago and has really transformed into a huge part of our school culture. Um, sorry, I say that a lot. So I feel that the calming corners are very beneficial to our students because they offer that space for self-regulation. They offer students in a situation where they might feel out of control, it, they offer students an opportunity to take part of that control back. Um, they're provided with choices in the calming spaces in their classroom of different things that they can do to self-regulate. And then they're also offered, we have timers in our calming corners where they can mm. decide how long they need. and. For the most part, a lot of our classrooms have nonverbal uh, ways of communicating to their teacher that they need a break so they don't have to outwardly, you know, for our students who 
tend to internalize or don't feel quite comfortable saying out loud, there's a classroom signal that they can use. And I think just as important as the actual caddy full of, of, of tools is the conversation that happens in the classroom before, you know, to introduce the concept of a calming corner. I love that it really encourages classrooms to have SEL conversation about, you know, what to do when you're frustrated, what tools are available. And it really helps students connect with each other and understand, you know, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And then um, I love also another important factor to our calming corners is that, you know, the notion that we, even though this is an academic setting, we, we care about your feelings. We want you to feel your best uh, so that you can get into your learning space. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you spoke to something that we have been preaching for a while is people before content, right? right. The valuing mm -hmm. of the human beings that walk into our classroom spaces each and every day. Um, you also said something that was really striking to me and the idea of students taking back control and having the voice and the agency to really think about um, where their body is, where their mind is, and really pulling on that sense of agency via choice to return to the classroom space within the classroom space, right? Without being removed. And I think that's one of the great tenets of what we would say it's transformative SEL, is that we're really um, nurturing that sense of, of um, identity along with agency so that our students really are, are equipped with the ability to navigate their own learning and, and navigate their own body in different spaces. Um, so that's really lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. I know that Rosie is dying to ask you some questions. <laughs> so uh, take it away, Rosie. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, I um, have had the privilege of being uh, John Sloat's SEL coach for, um, I don't know, three, four years or so now. Um, I love how you spoke about um, how calming corners, the calming space, or we, you know, we also call it um, a time away versus a time out, um, support students' growth in, in their SEL skills. Um, and so you really uh, touched on um, them becoming more self-aware because then they know that they can self-manage in that calming space. So my curiosity is, what did you do to ensure that every classroom had a calming corner? And um, how did you decide on the items that would go in the calming caddy for each classroom? Yeah, so we actually have a, a PBIS team um, which consists of primary teach a primary teacher, an intermediate teacher, some of our uh, classified staff, as well as our principal, our behavior coach. And we were able to, we, we meet, currently we meet weekly. Um, and one of our biggest projects has been our calming corner. So we introduced it to our staff during the staff meeting at the beginning of the school year. And as a, as a committee, we've really worked hard to, I mean, it takes so much time and effort to put the booklets together, bind everything. And then as a team with a lot of the feedback from our teachers, we've decided on some of the, some of the items that are simple to use, safe to use, um, to order everything and, and, uh, provide them to all of our classrooms. We also 
put a we will be putting a calming corner caddy in our library in our music room and any any space where that students have access to we're going to make sure that those spaces also have a, a calming corner can, can i ask you a question because yeah. you spoke about um, safety in terms of the items that you select so thinking about health mitigations related to covid mm -hmm. um, what was the thought process in terms of the items specific to what would be easily cleaned, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what might not be. So can you talk us through a little bit of that? That was actually a question that I asked the our, our committee is how will we make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, with current in current times that everything will be safe for students to right. use. So we're just asking teachers to have students wash their hands before using it. And then um, teachers disinfect the calming corners every uh, daily. So hopefully that will cover us there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know that with the pandemic, people are a little bit more wary yeah. about passing items amongst each other. So I appreciate that you have protocols in place um, before students use the items in the common corner and then certainly after they use it in terms of the, the um, protocols for teachers cleaning it. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I also noticed in some of uh, your classrooms, you have posters of reading strategies. And so that I think really helps with the um, the health uh, safety um, concerns because then they can just go look at the poster, breathe, and um, you know if they didn't want to touch any of the items in the caddy, they didn't need to. Yeah, and that's actually one of the options that we have in our in a little um, choice book. That's we've we've informed students that when they go to the calming corner, the corner they don't necessarily have to use one of the tools in there. You can sit there and just take a breather and just sit you don't have mm -hmm. you know yeah. so so thank you for for bringing that up i love that um just in case uh, some of our um audience members are curious what what are some things in the common caddy can you just name one or two items and how you would use it sure yeah so we do have um a, we have a like a foam squeeze ball and we like to talk to students about, you know, a lot of the different places in your body where you can feel frustration or anger or these big or these big emotions, right? And so we've identified that a lot of our students feel it in their hands. And so a great and safe way to relieve some of that frustration is to do something with our hands. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the, and taking that into account, we decided to um, include a foam uh, nice. stress ball and so that they have something tangible to help release some of that um, tension that they feel in their hands. So they just squeeze it, release, and then we always remind them that while you're doing that, you're also you know, um, practicing your, your deep breaths, so. Nice. Can I, can I ask a little bit about your choice book? Because you mentioned the choice book that you put together. Yeah. Um, what are some choices that students are able to choose from? Yeah, so while they're in um, the calming corner, they will, um, there's a bound booklet. I wish I would have brought one with me, but it, it has a list of about, I want to say there's six or seven options of mm -hmm. different things that they can do while they're in the calming corner. Mm -hmm. And um, they're very simple phrases, but they do provide some direction for students that don't necessarily know what to do or how to use the items in, in, the, in the caddy. Um, so we have we have a separate little booklet. So if one of the options is using the stress, the stress foam ball, 
Another option would be um, a breathing exercise. And so sometimes our students are like, well, I don't know what a breathing exercise is like. So we actually have a little note that says, please see breathing exercise booklet. Mm -hmm. Then we have a little booklet in the caddy that has some really cool images and um, easy instructions on different breathing exercises they can do. We also have um, another option in there would be uh, coloring. So we have like inspirational, really simple coloring pages, crayons. We have um, another option in there is we have a little, it kind of resembles like a lava lamp mm -hmm. um, and you just turn it, just watch the bubbles settle, kind of yeah. like, a, like a glitter jar, yeah. but it's a little bit smaller and it's really cool to look at just watching the bubbles settle to the bottom. Um, so those are some of the options that are available in there. And I wonder, I mean, that lava lamp is really cool if that serves as a timer. It could. As well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could. I've not timed how long it takes for all the bu bubbles to settle, but mm -hmm. I'm sure we can, we can work that out. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's really cool. Yeah. And my other curiosity, uh, Liz, is how do teachers teach students about these calming spaces? So we initially, we have classrooms. Um, I always offer teachers the, uh, I always offer them me coming in and, and co-presenting it with them just in case they're a little nervous or unsure of how to, how to address this with the classroom. Um, and then we practice, we allow students. I, I love, and so I don't know if, if, I think we've told you that we also have a, a teacher, a staff calming um, space in our office. Yes, we got to yes. see it. It's yes. just, yeah, it's so, so awesome. <laughs> we, and I always tell teachers, please tell your students that we have this because when I've done um, psychoeducational groups with kids, I always ask them, do you, do you think it's okay to feel frustrated or angry? Mm -hmm. And 99% of the time they tell me no. Mm. And so I really encourage teachers to tell students that we have a, a staff calming space because number one, it is completely normal and fine to feel anger and frustrated. Those are normal, you know, feeling overwhelmed, all of those big feelings, those are normal and even as adults, we feel them. Right. And so modeling that we as adults need that space normalizes and like helps us connect that, you know, we're all human. Yeah. We all have these big feelings and we can all learn how to cope with them. And so a part of the, the practice is allowing either the teacher or myself to model it for them and to have that conversation that I need that calming space too. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone and it's not wrong for you to have those feelings. I love that. I love that because I think that when we as adults can model vulnerability mm -hmm. and express the emotions that we too are experiencing, and let's be real, we have all gone through this pandemic together, right? And so as our students are experiencing anxiety and frustration and stress, we too are experiencing those same things. And so to sort of deny ourselves, you know, so that we can show up a certain way for students, I think is also to deny the emotions and stressors that they too are experiencing. So I love what you just said, because I think that part of what we have to get better at in, in the world of social emotional learning is also attending to our adults. And I appreciate the fact that you guys have all 
also establish a space, a calming space for the teachers and, and, and staff on site here. And that is going to be tremendously valuable as they turn around and try to model this for their students. So it's, it's an authentic practice for the entire system. So really appreciate you doing that. That's amazing. Claudia, thank you so much for your time and joining us today. Um, I know as a school principal that your time is so precious and so it's no small thing that you're sparing it, um, some for us today. And, um, you know, it's, it's such a great surprise too that Pam Kahukum ha has just walked in to, to join us. Pam is um, John Sloat's student support coordinator and um and so it's so great to um to have um all three of you liz claudia and and pam um sharing about your time away and calming uh corners or calming spaces um so claudia you know um liz did a great job talking about the background and journey of how you've come to establish school-wide these uh classroom calming spaces. And so I just wanted to uh, hear a little bit about your thoughts and feelings as a school leader behind prioritizing time away or classroom calming corners as a tier one strategy school-wide. Fantastic. Well, Rosie, just to say that we are so excited to have you here and thank you for taking the time to come out and speak with us because we are excited about what we're doing here at John Slope. So yes, yes, great stuff. So um, how, how are we prioritizing? So we started the year with the PL, of course with you, um, coming in and doing that PL with our teachers and really making sure that um, we're taking the time first to just start slow, right? We are uh, coming back from you know this pandemic and, and we're coming back and we thought we were gonna come back in a different way. And here we are with um, still making sure that we're putting safety protocols in and it's not feeling like a typical year and so we know um, our, our students our community have gone through lots of challenges uh, in the last couple of years and we want to make sure that we've we've got them right um, but not only our students but our teachers yes. and distance learning asynchronous all of that was really really tough last mm -hmm. year and so we want to make sure that they that we've got them as well so um, teachers um, really spent the the first week and a half two weeks really building community in their classroom and making sure that they are putting those SEL practices in place. But we're also doing that for teachers because we know that it's been, it's been a hard couple of years. And so um, making sure that our teachers are okay as well and creating those spaces for them, whether it's in our indoor lounge, we have an outdoor lounge as well. We have um, the common corner for them at the uh, student support center, yes, which is just kind of fun so and awesome. cool. And uh, they, they liked it too. So we, you know, um, it's just, it's a priority. We have to, we have to prioritize this because without starting with this, then the learning can't occur. So we are absolutely excited about starting off this way and really focusing on the well-being of everyone um, before we, we dive into the deep curriculum, which we will very, very soon. But it's a, it's a good start this way. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that you brought up that, um, you know, this, the, this, the social emotional um, learning supports really supports uh, academics. Um, and so thank you for, for bringing that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Rosie. Yeah.
Pam. Hi, uh, Rosie. Hi. So nice to see you. What a surprise. I know. Um, so I tried to avoid the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doer, not a sayer. <laughs> well, thank you so much for contributing your, your, your thoughts. Um, I, you know, it's really appreciated. And uh, so I, I'm curious for, for you as a student support uh, coordinator, in um, you know you interact with both students and and teachers what are some positive outcomes you're seeing from either or both the uh, teachers and staff using uh, the a calming corner um, and or the students so first of all I love that our staff embraces SEL and um, the calming corners having calming spaces in their classrooms. Um, I think, you know, if I were to reflect back seven or eight years ago, it was just such a new concept, right? We were a little bit nervous about, is it gonna work? What is this? Um, fast forwarding to now where teachers jumped right into, of course, I'm gonna have a calming space in our classroom so that students can take a break, reset, and be ready to go back to their desks and learn. Um, and even before, uh, well, we started out with you, and that was so important. I'm so, with our leadership here with Claudia, you know, putting our school climate and culture first, right? So that we are safe both physically and emotionally, starting with our staff. And um, I do, so, so number one, our staff has embraced throughout the years the concept coming back from the pandemic, I walk into the classrooms before day one, uh-huh. and I already see the gratitude corners and the calming spaces for our children. Uh, there are our teachers that have their calming corner baskets, the very first baskets that we uh, made for them several years ago. Some, they still have them and have put them out, so now they're gonna get uh, you know, uh, the apple, 13 max pro version (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah teachers just readily embrace it they know it's necessary to create safe spaces for our students and um and are just readily on board like it is a part of their classroom culture and climate for students the impact i um worked with a third grade classroom the first week of school and um, we uh, engaged in a circle. It was the, I think it, it was the, very, the first Friday of school. And we engaged in a circle and they kind of remembered, they remembered and you know, they hadn't learned it yet because uh-huh. you know, the te- particular teacher hadn't um, done it yet, but they, they came into the circle. They knew about um, taking turns. Mm-hmm. So there were already, um, protocols in place that they remembered. Also, when um, we also, I went back to that third grade classroom the following week and um, I put up my hand, right? The starfish or the show me five. Uh-huh. And they, half the class remembered, right? That's and so, so then when we engaged in the mindful breathing, mm-hmm. then we talked about um, why they would use it. And many of the students remembered why. So that impact, you know, that they know that they have mindful strategies that they can use and they know when to use it 
right? It's just a matter of really practicing it on a day-to-day basis and really um, having those students who are used to or have been exposed to our um, calming corners and calming spaces and strategies, having those students who have had experience with that because they've been at John Slope influence the other students. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a weird thing. It's just the thing that we do. Yeah. You know, that's so awesome that um, they, you said that students understand why. Um, you know, we've done um, a, a lot of work in supporting our adults and understanding sort of the brain science, uh, you know, that, that why. And um, they, because of the trauma-informed practices work you've done, um, the healing-centered uh, practices work you've done over the years, your teachers really understand that when, uh, you know, students' um, limbic brain is engaged, their amygdala is hijacked, they um, are able to access their prefrontal cortex where we do a lot of our learning. And so knowing that they can have um, some ways, understanding that, um, I think, has helped them to uh, really um, understand why we, you, we need these, these mindful uh, breathing strategies, the, the calming spaces so they know how to regulate themselves. But then also, then you are really understanding that adults amygdalas can get hijacked mm-hmm. and they sometimes need um, a moment to, um, you know, uh, help themselves get out of their downstairs brain and back into their upstairs brain so you can really show up as a, their best selves for their students. And so, um, so thank you for, for, for pointing that out. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Claudia and, you, and, and Pam. Thank you, And uh, I can't wait to come back and, and, and do some more walkthroughs and, and come visit. So You're welcome anytime. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you so much for being our person at John Slope. Oh, our SEL. Nice. I'm just it's so glad. It's my privilege you're and, and honor. Yeah. The staff is great. Thank you. The Lord. leadership is great. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much, Marlena, for um, joining us today. Uh, so um, I'm speaking with Marlena Flores, who is a fifth grade, fifth grade teacher at Sloat. So I just wanted to hear a little bit about how, um, or the positive outcomes you've seen with your students when they request to use your calming corner in your classroom to when they're feeling dysregulated? Mm-hmm. So the calming corner has been a pretty big staple of our classroom for the past few years. I've actually looped with my students now. This is my third year with them. So we've really, really been able to um, work on SEL in a really wide way that carries off, carries over into each year. and. Students have um, definitely, the Calming Corner has developed over time. um, And I've found that um, by really making making it be something that they get to have a lot of choice in, they take a lot of autonomy in that. And um, when we practice um, mindfulness as a class, uh, we do breathing exercises or stretching, clearing our minds, and really allowing ourselves to be aware of our emotions. Um, We practice that as a class. The calming corner is a way for them to really um, exercise that practice for for themselves. Um, They are able to really 
understand and recognize when and how they can adjust their thinking. Um, and it, sometimes we talk about how the calming corner is sometimes used for people who might be feeling uh, sad or upset, but it's not only that. Sometimes people need it because they're overwhelmed or something else is on their mind that they're excited about. Maybe they Definitely. need a minute to just really process that. So um, they've understood that it, it, it's, it's a tool that can be used in a lot of different situations. Um, they enjoy being able to pick which exercise they want to do from our basket and also how many minutes they think that they need as well. Um, so that really adds to that autonomy. I've noticed um, that students are just able to, to kind of be more aware of how they're feeling during, um, during the day throughout our, our class. And we have a special hand signal that's quiet. They know, you know, I know what that means. They know what it means. Um, but it's just, it's really allowed them to, to be to be more aware of themselves. Well, I, I really love how you spoke to really helping your students with developing their self-awareness, their self-management, um, but it also sounds like you have such a, a positive community that th this is even helping with their relationship skills mm -hmm. and even their growth mindset. So thank you so much for all that you do, Marlena. Um, makes me miss being in the classroom. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to this first restorative restart episode of Stain SEL Connect in Sac City. As we navigate this new world of returning to in-person learning while also attending to COVID health guidelines, we hope you will continue to take care of yourself and each other. Calming corners are one way schools and classrooms can help their students and staff to navigate the stressors and anxieties of our current reality. We know things are difficult right now. We will get through this together. You can see the pictures of the calming corners at John Sloat by clicking on the embedded link in the episode description. We want to thank the staff at John Sloat Elementary for taking the time to talk to us and sharing their SEL work with all of us. We are deeply grateful to them. Until next time, please stay safe, stay SEL, and stay connected. Take care, everyone.